Social Media for a New Age 2, a digital self-care guide, the next phase, 2020 and beyond. The prologue. I want to take you on a journey through digital time and space to social media for a new age, which is a kind and loving place where we carefully consider what the book of face is actually doing to us and the human race. As you begin to read this book, be it through paper pages, an e-reader, tablet, or if you're listening on your phone, imagine that I'm waving to you now. Digitally and spiritually, much like one of those photos in the Daily Prophet. They're all platforms, a communication tool for us to connect, share and meet through. I'm Katie Brockhurst also known as K.Dot, the social media angel. I've been working with social media for 20 years now, with my first foray the setting up a social network when I was at university in 2000. Fascinated by the power of digital content and social media, I went on to co-produce and create a podcast which won gold in the first ever internet programme category at the Sony Radio Academy Awards in 2007 and set up my agency K.Online soon after. You can read more about my journey in my first book, which was shortlisted as a finalist at the Business Book Awards in 2019. And you can also read more about me on my website, which is socialmediaforanewage.com. I see our world and these various platforms that we use to communicate becoming more magical and futuristic grids of connectivity, where we share transmissions through our stories, content encoded with our energy, blending with each other more and more as we ask, what is reality? We're moving differently now through time and space, part of a digital society and culture, managing many digital portals and identities. Time, energy and reality more malleable than before. In book one, I share how we're in the midst of a new age, a digital age, a pivotal point in our evolution. Yet this merge with technology in many ways is an experiment for and on the human race, with the latest data and insights only now revealing the longer term impacts that digital life is having on our bodies, brains and well-being. It is hard to keep track of reality as we merge more deeply with technology, becoming more aware of what it's doing to our psychology. In my 20 years of working with social media, I have come to see the many ways it can be both good and bad for us for society, for democracy and culture, for our relationships and businesses, for our health, mind, body and spirit. This book is an account of what I see and feel happening in digital culture. I share about the importance of ethical social media in digital society alongside ideas on how to manage our digital well-being, avoiding burnout, whilst working in today's world.
ethical social media users can steer conversations away from dark places and towards more productive and informative interaction. It is not simply a matter of be good to others, it is the ability to guide others and set standards that help protect and encourage all sorts of voices. That was from Dr Jonathan Hutchkinson at the University of Sydney's Ethical Social Media course. My work has a liberal tone, which embraces my personal and spiritual beliefs, which are considered new age by some. I like to call myself an executive hippie. But at the core, it is ultimately about how we approach social media with a strategy of love, truth, kindness and self-care. If you are a returning reader, welcome back into my world and thank you for continuing to be open to how and what I share. And if you're new, hello, it's good to have you here. Just as I see how we connect energetically with each other through social media content, we're also connecting through this book. If you enjoy it and it helps you, please come find me on Instagram. I'm on ktk.social-media-angel. And I'd love to hear you about your experience with it. Also, please tell your friends, write a review on Amazon, or invite me to speak on your podcast or at an event. As an independent author, your comments, messages, and support really help me to continue on this path and reach people organically. So thank you. This will read as a standalone book, as well as being part two in the series of Social Media for a New Age. So if you haven't read the first one, there is more to explore. With social media being such a fast evolving entity, please forgive me if anything is already out of date. It's a huge topic and it moves so quickly. I have a lot of experience in working with social media, but in this day and age where social media is the new norm, that is no longer uncommon. It's a very different digital landscape to when I started my agency more than a decade ago. I'm going to be exploring our relationship to social media, particularly Facebook and its platforms where I predominantly work with my clients. I also think that Facebook Inc. has the biggest impact on digital society and our digital self through the sheer power and influence of its platforms. So I'm going to get into the shadows and take a look at their owner and master, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, world's first transhumanist cyborg, data from Star Trek's offspring, CIA operative, a joke, kinda. Uh, there's a lot of interesting theories that can be discovered on the internet. But with plans to launch their own digital currency Libra, the imminent arrival of AR, augmented reality, and their VR, virtual reality platform Horizon, plus a paid partnership with news media companies such as Fox, and, you know, 
Facebook has been busy. And all of these aspects add up to something much bigger than we can currently understand or see with our physical eyes. Facebook's platforms are being used by the majority of society to communicate on a daily basis. So I think that we would benefit from caring more about what they're doing with us, with our attention and with our data. As we look at the impact that social media is having on our digital well-being, I'm going to share my personal journey with you because I realised that I was burnt out, disillusioned and addicted. I'm going to be offering a social media angel self-care guide at the end of the book and the ways in which I'm approaching social media communication more consciously as we move into this next decade. I'm bringing digital self-care to the forefront and centre as we mature into the next phase of social media for a new age. This book was written in two months, in two sittings, six months apart. I actually didn't think I was going to finish it, but like a bolt out of the blue, I received very clear guidance during a meditation on a full moon to continue. And by the next full moon, the beaver moon no less, it was done. With the information so pertinent to this moment, it has been a quick turnaround to release it for 2020. So please allow for any imperfections. In fact, please love it all the more for them, won't you? My confidence was knocked this year when a long-term client let me go. I had no drive to push or seek for work to replace the work that I'd lost. And people were contacting me and asking me to help them manage platforms and market products. But instead of jumping on those leads, I just didn't follow up. It's been a weird and sometimes scary place to be in. But with my intuition guiding me, I knew deep down that I had to trust it, to trust in it, and to trust it all. I have not been enjoying social media as much lately, being on it a lot for my work for so many years. I could see and feel a sense of disenchantment, of burnout, both individually and collectively. And being on social media can feel very overwhelming day in and day out. Busy, bustling, some people you know and some you don't. Slide over an inspiring meme. Oh, look, a celebrity. Hop over some unsolicited advice. Sidestep a preachy post. Get some advice on the moon phase on your business, on life, ascension symptoms, solar flares, then notice the ego is feeling something. Oh, it's comparison, a smidge of envy, a dash of despair. And now there's someone or something that's upset me up, popping up just over there. And now, now I want those shoes and that skirt and to be on that dreamy looking holiday. 
imagine all of that going on inside my head within a few moments of scrolling, post after post with the potential to spiral me into a personal social media vortex of doom, trying to grab my attention, tickling those emotional triggers, post after post, carrying an intention to get a reaction, a click, a like, a sale. This is how we've been programmed to play, yes? Get likes, get follows, get shared, get engagement, get comments, get sales. Be seen, be validated. That's the game, the gamification of social media. Built into the system to get our attention, to get our data, and ultimately our dollars. Russell Brand recently shared something that speaks to this. Is it possible for social media to become a place to share positivity and encourage kindness? Is that likely? What prevents that? Now, we know that Facebook have run experiments in the past where they continually promoted comments that were negative on your Facebook feed. I think they did this in Australia. They could encourage purchase. They could encourage people towards purchasing. Now, I'm no sociologist, as you know, but I think it's broadly accepted that by creating a state of negativity and inadequacy and inferiority, you can encourage people to consume. And that's from one of his videos on YouTube. Dua Lipa, is she right about online toxic abuse? This game of social media can affect our well-being, especially when we play every day. And many of us playing it for money, for marketing, for work, for our businesses, for our dreams. Yet, as creators and sharers, sometimes when we don't get those things, the likes, the comments, the sales, the reach, we feel sad, unseen, unappreciated, unloved, and unsuccessful on some level. And that can play all sorts of havoc on our hearts. Do you feel that too? Kathy left me this message on Instagram. Social media affects my mental health and emotional health, especially when I'm feeling wobbly or off balance. Things can catch me off guard and I get sucked into the comparison trap. I've just had two week total ban on social, apart from posting and then uninstalling immediately after. And I'll have another total break this weekend because my mind needs the space. Love to you, K-Dot. You're my social media rock star. Thanks, Kathy. If we're active on social media, we're not immune from these feelings popping up somewhere inside ourselves when we hop on and off it even if we're not fully conscious of it. We're not immune from feeling those moments when the social media slot machine doesn't line up with the winning prize of likes, comments or shares. Being on social media for so much, for so long for my work had really started to affect my nervous system. Scrolling my timeline was making my body tighten up and contract internally as I'd read posts and feel the energy behind them. Being energetically sensitive, I was picking up on so much, forgetting how overwhelming digital energy can be, much like being out in a crowd. 
one day, mid-scroll, I saw a very vulnerable and intimate post about someone's drug addiction, relating it to a toxic sexual relationship. It was a true story, sexually graphic and emotive, but the post ended with a call to action. Get the early bird special on my online course. This quickly turned the post from what was a personal and vulnerable sharing to something entirely different. It left me feeling manipulated and angry. And it was just like somebody else was just trying to get me to sign up to a thing or buy a thing. And I get really strong reactions to this kind of marketing and communication. It's visceral. Like I really feel it in my body and it isn't very nice. I do understand why marketing has gone this way online and I know a lot of people working with coaches on their copywriting for ads and posts where some of this is being taught and I've got so much compassion for everyone trying to make it online right now. It's a confusing landscape. We need to share our stories, our vulnerabilities with each other and be truly seen by others. Like Brené Brown, the author of Daring Greatly shares in her 20 years of research on the power of vulnerability, it is beautiful and powerful in the right context. We're wired for connection. Yet the connection we've created between vulnerability and marketing really rattles my cage and, and my nervous system. I don't think it's healthy for us to be served with these different kinds of energies, information or trauma stories in such an interruptive way throughout our day in the name of marketing. So having better boundaries about what and where we share, thinking more carefully about what we're doing to each other energetically with our posts is something that I would like to see happening more in social media for a new age, the next phase. We need communication that doesn't play into an old paradigm of persuasion and manipulation and instead look at how to magnetise the right people to our words, our videos, our podcasts, our courses, our work in a, a much more wholesome and less invasive way. I don't have all the answers, but I am willing to try and unpick some of these bad habits and social conditioning that's been encouraged within social media marketing over recent years. It has become a massive marketplace, full of promotion, advertising and attention seeking. And when you add in all the sponsored posts that we see, every three or four in our timeline, and I counted them this morning, there are a lot of diverse hooks and energies, not all of them we can trust, that are coming up and at us. And we don't see what this is all doing to us every time we tap in. We zone out, we continue to scroll, energetically exhausting us all. My friends and I are sick of being sold to all the time, says Miss Fisher, a student at the University of South Florida. And when you scroll through your Instagram feed, it's just one sponsored post after another. That's from the Wall Street Journal's online influencers tell you what to buy and advertisers wonder who's listening. I know a lot of my friends, clients and contemporaries are all feeling this same sense of enough. This push, push, push of so much marketing and promotion really feels relentless within these communication channels and 
particularly when it relates to sensitive topics around healing and mental health and well-being. It made me question social media as a whole uh, and my role in it, where I want to go and how I earn a living. I knew that I needed to put myself on a time out, trusting in it as a cosmic redirection towards the social media for a new age and started to pave with book one. And this path is taking me into new realms within social media, where we begin expanding our awareness of what social media is and what it can do, where we see it from both a collective global view to an individual human perspective, the macro and the micro. And what has unfolded throughout 2018 and 19 is just the beginning of what I'm sure will be an eye-opening decade ahead as we approach what is hailed astrologically as the great conjunction of January 2020. I have to trust how I feel and act on it. All around the globe, astrologers are waiting with bated breath for the biggest conjunction of our lifetime, the meeting of these two giants, Pluton and Saturn, in January 2020. Death meets karma, the end meets the timekeeper. They're ready to collapse an entire timeline, an entire era, and release it through the south node of the moon the point of endings, releasing and purging, we're entering a new era, an age of light. That's by Liliana Littick, an astrologer and shamanic healer. For me, managing fewer social media platforms has ultimately been a gift, and it's given me a much needed break from having to be on multiple accounts for clients all the time. Inspired by Glastonbury Festival, I decided to take this as a fallow year, a year of rest and recovery of research and development, as I turned 40 myself and into a new decade of my own. Reminding myself that time and space is a gift, not a punishment. It is amazing that even as free thinking as I like to believe I am, how conditioned I still am into thinking that we are always meant to be on, 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 earning, doing, posting, scrolling, spending, all of the things, especially as a small business or as an entrepreneur. Remembering just how important rest is as part of that cycle. I have used this as a massive opportunity to watch and learn about my relationship with social media, my work, life and technology. And I have seen just how unhealthy my relationship to tech can be. As I write this, I'm still working on finding my balance. It will probably always be a work in progress. I want to use technology and social media in my life and my business, but not have it be my life. I'm sure many of you feel much the same. So I'm writing this for me as much as for you, a sort of second accidental manifesto. If you've enjoyed listening to this audiobook, this extract, 
You can find out more about me and my work at socialmediaforanewage.com where you can also book a one-to-one session with you or your team to look at your social media self-care and your strategies. You can also get the books on Amazon. They're both on there if you search social media for a new age, as well as the audio book for book one. And thank you for listening.